Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, H&H listeners. My name is Heather Taves, and I sound extra peppy this morning. You do. <laughs> it's your fancy, cute shirt that you're wearing. My sunshine your shirt. Cute eyeshadow. Your eyeshadow is looking fabulous today, by the way. Well, thank you. This other person sitting next to me is my sister. Hi, friends. She is awesome. And, you know, yesterday, I said I didn't want to talk about this, but <laughs> I just got to say one thing. One thing. Yesterday um, at church, I got to talk about some of my friends. Because you were preaching and yeah. it was fire. It was fun. But I got to talk and brag on some of my friends mm-hmm. and you were one of my friends. And the one of the things, I mean, I could have said a million things about you, yeah. but I had to condense it because, yeah. you know, I was on a clock. So. <laughs> but one of the things I said about you is that you are always the one that does hard things with me. Mm. And like, the, I, I I know you caught that, yeah. and, but I don't think most people would have understood what that means. Yeah. And I feel like in our lives, Heidi... Which is so ironic because of the conversation we just had about what we feel like God's leading us into. Yeah. But we have just done hard things together. Yeah, we have. We have walked paths that haven't been the easiest paths always to walk or the most popular or the what the world says is like, hey, this is the path you should walk on. And yeah. so I just publicly want to say thank you mm-hmm. for being the person that's always willing to say, yeah, I'll do that hard thing with you. Yeah. Um, like, let's do this hard thing together. Yeah. So well, thank you're you welcome. for that. And I think, you know, a huge part of that is you are my biggest sister and we've been friends our entire life mm-hmm. and you, we've, we've had to swim upstream. We've yeah. had to learn to stand alone. We've had to do things that other people weren't being called to, right. weren't being asked to do. And, um, you know, part of that was that you were, you set a great example mm. of the fact that that was a great route. That was a great plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always easier to walk a tough road when someone's willing to do That's it with true. you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So. And you know, it's it's so funny because I feel I I have talked about some of with some of our brothers about this and with you before. It has always felt like our life God has called us to to swim upstream. He absolutely has. And um <laughs> I I know for people looking in on the outside that might not make a lot of sense, but yeah. just trust me when I say that that's what it may not appear like we have to. Too. Yeah. Um but it was so interesting Oh, a year ago or whatever, when we started watching the TV series The Chosen, which is fantastic. I would highly recommend. I 100% was just going to say this. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) Go get the app. Watch every episode with your family. It's so, 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 so good. Um, But their opening credits, it's Uh all these fish swimming one direction. And then one at a time, the fish turns color and start swimming the opposite direction. And then another one joins. And then it's not all of them. It's just a few that start Against the stream. Against the stream. I'm not kidding you. Yes. I cried the I first time I saw it. <laughs> like I texted my friend who had shared the series with us and I was like, Philip, I am in tears because of this opening credit. And he yeah. was like, I know, because yeah. he's felt similar things. And, yes. Um, so, and, you know, the interesting thing is you caught that and I caught that and it, it hit me the exact same way. Just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It was so, it felt so personal to me. Yeah. But my eight-year-old son also caught it. Because we talk a lot about our need to, like, in this world, you will have hard times. And there will be people that do not support you because you belong to Jesus. Like, we 
speak that over him and remind him that we are called to be the leaders of leaders. We are called to stand alone. And um, he said, we were watching that and he goes, oh, I get it. He said, those fish, when they experience Jesus, that's when they turn the other way, isn't it? Wow. That's awesome. And I was like, picked up on yes, that. that's so, and I hadn't said a word, you know, it was just playing in the opening credits. And so that's really, cool. it was really cool. But okay. So I know you've had uh, just a couple of crazy, insane months. Yes. Um, 100 yeah. days, maybe. 100 days, 100 and a few. <laughs> um, and you shared some things with me that I thought were really vulnerable, but also I think are going to help some people. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure someone listening, many listening, have experienced similar feelings and and maybe feel shame and guilt mm. over the feelings that they've had. Sure. And so without me giving away what that is, can you give us a little bit of background, a little bit of insight into what you were just telling me about, about some of the struggles that you've had over the last few weeks? Yeah, I'll try to condense this a little bit. It is a bit of a long story, so hang in there. Um, so it the story sort of starts back a few years ago when our family experienced a very um, intense home invasion. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, it was the second home invasion that I had experienced since getting married. Yeah, which is insane. Um, the first one I walked in and there were four men in my home. Yeah. So quite a bit of trauma. Yeah. The second one was... And fear. Part of... A lot of fear. Yeah. The second one was part of a national ring and we had been specifically targeted based on some photos that had been seen on an online listing for our house. So it was a very dramatic experience for me, primarily based on how it made me feel about my kids' safety. Right. Um, Because we'd been watched and because we'd been being surveyed. Like, just all the things. Absolutely. Um, As any person would feel. That this group of people knew our every step, knew our schedule, knew everything about it. Um, So we moved at that point. Yeah. We had thought about moving, then we had taken it off the market, had decided to stay, then the home invasion, and then just through a series of, just a time of praying, I just really felt like I didn't have a peace about staying in that location at that time. Yeah. So we ended up purchasing a house that we knew would be a bit temporary. We knew we'd be there for two to three years as a landing place, mm-hmm. as a place to be have some anonymity mm-hmm. and to just rest and yeah. to be able to let my kids play in the cul-de-sac without having to fight fear. Because that's a real thing. Like when you experience trauma like that, it comes with the garbage that the enemy tried to throw at you. And um, so, you know, we worked through a lot of that, Mm -hmm. a lot of fear, a lot of hard things. Mm -hmm. And And you knew it wasn't your forever home. We did. Yeah. yeah. We knew that we had probably purchased a little bit small for our family, Mm -hmm. growing for home education, for home office, like all the things that happen in one household. Right. Um, so we just said, let's just land here and let's just watch the market and let's just be intentional to pray for the things that our family needs in Mm -hmm. a long-term home. And so we did, we really started praying specifically our son who was six at the time started praying for a house that had a large yard with trees and a Creek. And, um, so fast forward a little bit, God planted us in this little neighborhood. We were able to experience some really incredible friendships there two of the families that showed up to help us on moving day just this past weekend. Um, and it just was it. The Lord reminded me, he said, do you, do you see this beauty? He said, I, mm-hmm. I gave you this oasis to, to rest and to help rebuild and remove the fear. Mm-hmm. And in the process, I allowed you to impact lives mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, I allowed you to build mm-hmm. these relationships. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, because if the people are showing up to help you move your house, Mm -hmm. you know there's friendship there. Right. You know, those are the people that show up. Right. They've enriched your lives in in a mighty way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, moving day came, but not without extreme struggle. Uh, So we had found a property that we were like, this is right for our family. It was a bit of a fixer upper, but it had a large yard and a creek and trees in the backyard. And it was truly the moment we stepped through the door and we'd seen the yard. I said, this is exactly what Crosley has been praying for. Mm. And we just knew, like we just felt an Mm -hmm. overwhelming peace the moment we walked in. It's like a knowing, like this is it. I could, I could not even go to the rest of the house and I know this is it. Wow. And so that property was a property you could not put a contingent offer on. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, we either buy it or we skip it, you know? So we moved forward to buy it. Got our house listed. Well, and and houses in your old neighborhood were selling quickly like this. within weeks. Yeah, yeah. Within weeks. I mean, we had people that were doing for sale by owner that were sold within a couple of weeks. We had people listing, you know, on the MLS, and just they were moving quickly. So we listed it, and then about a week and a half later is when COVID hit. Yeah. And the market just sort of it felt to us like it just came to a grinding halt. Yeah. Where people weren't looking at homes. You couldn't hold open houses. Right. Like it just, the world shut down. Yeah. Literally. Well, and who's going to go buy a house that they haven't been able to go inside of? Correct. Like that just is crazy. So then it started to put a lot of doubt. Like, did we make the wrong decision? Like, this is ridiculous. So without sharing all the details, then there was a fair amount of drama that happened surrounding the property we were buying. And it just felt like one roadblock Mm -hmm. after the next, after the next, after the next. And we would get cleared of one. And hit another one. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it was a roadblock being put up by God. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, pause. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was the enemy, like trying to throw these massive Mm -hmm. daggers Mm -hmm. at us to go, I'm going to get you off course, you know? Yeah. Trying to keep you from the blessing that God had for you. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I viewed it. Yeah. So the house is not selling. It's sitting on the market. Closing days running right up on us. And interestingly, um, I had seven people in my sphere who, in the time frame listed their homes and sold their homes within like a two day period with multiple offers above asking or at asking like all of this favor and just quick movement hmm. and ours was sitting and I mean it it was a great house it was a brand new build it was impeccable you know just it felt like there was a spiritual block yeah and um you rallied a group of people to show up a couple weeks before and stood on our driveway and prayed. And honestly, that was really impactful to my spirit because what I had been experiencing the week before that Mm -hmm. was truly feeling like God was overlooking me. Yeah. I really, truly felt like, God, I am being so faithful to you. Yeah. Like I look back at my journal that I write in every day when I'm meeting with you and I've not neglected to meet with you. Yeah. It's not as if I'm being lazy about my relationship with you. I'm not you know, I'm not skipping church. I'm not, I'm not doing all the things that sometimes we as Christians do become lazy in. Right. Right. Um, and I just was really honest with him. And I just said, I, I'm so thrilled for these seven people around me. Right. I'm so grateful for it, but I really feel overlooked right now. I feel like I'm doing all this very tough work in your kingdom for what? Yeah. Like you haven't walked away from God. No. You hadn't you hadn't said like I don't believe or I don't you no. just felt overlooked, unseen. Yeah. Yeah. Unnoticed. Like what is the point here? Yeah. So 
We go through on closing with the new house, really questioned if we should go ahead and like, Mm -hmm. man, do we need to, do we back out? Like, Mm -hmm. what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Prayed through it, ended up closing on the new house. You know, and that's something I was like, you you don't really want to close on a second property in a city that's experiencing difficulty in the economy. Right. You know, um, but we just felt like, man, we got to trust God through this, even though we still don't feel like there's movement, mm-hmm. you know, and our, our dear brother, Than, who he would text me like every couple of days, is there any movement? Mm-hmm. Is there any movement? We're praying. Is there any movement? And so just multiple people were praying and, and encouraging us. But I think the thought was at first I felt guilty for feeling those thoughts towards God, but then I felt him remind me like, Hey, I can handle it. Mm. I know your heart anyway. You might as well tell me what's on your mind. Yeah. You know, Might so be real. Yeah. And so um, I did. I just had a lot of conversation with God mm-hmm. about how I was feeling, how I felt like, man, I feel like I'm doing this alone. I don't mean alone from my people. I mean alone from in the spiritual realm. Like yeah. there's this battle happening yeah. and I need you to send some reinforcements. Yeah. So we were just beginning to experience the thought that, man, maybe we need to shift. What is this going to look like? How are we going to, what's this going to look like? Mm-hmm. And we end up getting an offer. We had a, a showing. Mm-hmm. I'd been waiting to pack. So I had boxes filled my kitchen. I mean, we got a showing request. And um, that afternoon, we had an offer. Now, even then, I want people to know, it's not like, I'm, I was so grateful for the offer, but it wasn't what all my friends had experienced, where it was like full asking or over or... Right. It you was still, took a hit. we took a hit yeah. and we sold it for a substantial amount less than we thought we would sell it for. Yeah. And you know, that's never awesome. Right. Um, especially because we were, we were like, Hey, the profit of this house is going to go directly into building our new church. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, when you're not experiencing profit in that. Yeah. And in fact, you're taking money to the table yeah. to get the house sold. Yeah. You really question like, Lord, uh, what in the actual world here? Right. right. You know? And, and that's what I was feeling mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get this, mm-hmm. but moving day came, which was this past weekend and 27 of our people, aside from my own five, mm-hmm. 27 people showed up to love us and to move us and to cheer us on and to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the day I felt so much love mm. and I felt the father like whisper to me, mm do you still feel overlooked? Wow. And it was convicting. Yeah. Because I didn't. I didn't feel overlooked. But I also want to encourage people that it was because the hands and the feet of Jesus through people. Through people, yeah. We're yeah. showing up. So good. We're not being silent. Yeah. You know, we're we're physically helping yeah. with the movement. Yeah. And um, Which is so often how the Father reveals and shows his love to us yeah. is through people. Yeah. Which is why community is so important. Yeah. You know, people are so flippant and dismissive about the body of Christ mm-hmm. and about church. And it's like, oh, one week it's fine. One week I'm going to, you know, work in my garden instead mm-hmm. of meeting with God's people. It's like, no, like show up, be in the community because mm-hmm. when you need them, you're going to need them big. That's who you shows know? up. Yeah. And so I'm standing there watching my, my sweet neighbor friends and my church family and my physical family all, you know, move us into this new home and. Um, it was a really powerful yeah. day for me. Yeah, it was a good day. And even your husband, Chris, we were talking at church yesterday. He said that God kept giving him words as he was moving us in about the home and the mm-hmm. space and what God was doing. And um, 
so it was just, it was unique. But that season was a fairly long, I mean, it was a uh, hundred days right. where it felt like, where are you, God? Yeah. What is happening here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I was trying to be patient. You know, yeah. I wasn't, and I didn't feel like I was putting a time frame around God or yeah. trying to box him in. But it just, it was just like this pause, this, mm-hmm. this silence is yeah. what it felt like. And so. Especially when you were seeing so many other people around you in their sphere having these incredible buying and selling experiences. Yes. And not just one or two, but seven. Seven. Like that's a, that's a lot. It's dramatic. You know, it, it did feel like everyone in our world was moving at the same time. Yeah. Buying and selling. And so for you to feel so ostracized, really. Yeah. Left out. Yeah. You know, um. And I think that's so good for people to hear is like what you said is God can handle. Mm-hmm. God can handle our doubt. He can handle our grief. He can handle our questions. He's yeah. He's big enough. Yeah. He's mighty enough yeah. to be able to handle all of that and, and us not just put shame and guilt on ourselves because we have that doubt or we ha- we're like, God, I don't feel you. I don't feel like you're moving in my life right now. Yeah. And I think it's so important that we have those honest conversations with him because otherwise it's not a friendship. No. And it's not a relationship. Yeah. So um, so the first night in our home was super peaceful and really powerful. I um, prayed through that our kids would transition well. Our last move, we had a really tough go with our middle son and the transition was very difficult. Yeah. It lasted almost a year. Um, so I really prayed over my kids and we go to put everybody to bed and my daughter was in a big girl bed for the first time in her room by herself and kind of wondered what's this going to look like. And it was so peaceful. She was climbed into bed. She slept 13 hours straight and just was totally at peace. Mm. So, which was an answer to your prayers, totally direct answer to prayer. Um, and then I want to actually read something that I wrote because I felt like this was from the Lord and I want it to be accurate to what he spoke. Um, but it, this was the experience that I had the first night yeah, in our home so good. in the middle of the night. So I wrote, the AC is broken upstairs. Yes, in our new house. Yeah. Um, so last night we opened all the windows and we have fans running. The wind is the series at church right now. It ends today. So this was written on Sunday morning. It's about the Holy Spirit moving us and working however he chooses like the wind, sometimes gentle, and other times like a strong current. I couldn't fall asleep as my mind was thinking through how blessed the day had been. 27 of our people showed up to love us and help us move, including two neighbor families who became friends at our home the past two years. Families, I believe, we were moved there for by the Holy Spirit. I was just undone over the love from all of our people. Laying in bed praying and thanking the Father, suddenly the wind increased so dramatically that the temporary curtains started blowing strongly into the room. The doors started to rattle as the wind moved them on their hinges, responding to the force. It got so loud that it felt very distracting and I could not fall asleep. Only I did not realize what was happening in the moment. I actually got up to go check on the kids in their new rooms. I wondered if they were experiencing the same noise level. As I walked the hall, I looked down the foyer and I noticed that our front door was standing wide open. There is no screen door, so it was fully open. The wind was rushing in, filling the entire house with its power and its presence. My first reaction was fear and distrust. Had someone entered? We've experienced two home invasions previously, so I'm having to retrain my brain to not live in fear from those incidents. I checked the kids quickly to make sure no one had wandered out. 
I then went and woke Kip, asking if he had locked the front door the night before. He said he'd forgotten. He said, the wind must have pushed it open after the move. Mm. After returning to bed, still hearing the strong sounds of the wind, it hit me. The Lord had entered the home. He was filling our new space with his presence and his power. Mm. He is residing with us as today was his move-in day also. Mm. The Holy Spirit entered our home and made it very clear to me exactly how he was moving. Mm. So here's the point. My first response was fear and doubt when I saw the open door and I felt the wind moving through my home. It wasn't until many minutes later after I'd let down the fear and the doubt of what was happening that I realized the Spirit of God was actually moving. Hmm. When the Holy Spirit moves us like a gentle wind or a mighty force, he always has a purpose. Don't stand back in fear. Don't doubt what he's doing. He moves however he wants, and it often makes us very uncomfortable. It's not our role to decide if he's moving or not based on our own human comfort levels. Here's what I know. The Lord entered my home that night through a mighty wind to, sh- to show me his physical power and his spiritual presence over our new home. The door of the home was unlocked and the wind moved through it. It's the same with our own hearts. We must be unlocked to the move of the Holy Spirit's presence because truly the Lord wants to be in this place today. Mm, so good. It was such a powerful experience. Yeah. And that was at midnight. And when I laid back down, I went to perfect, Mm. restful, peaceful sleep. So good. Yeah, that's so good. So, and because I I have a passage that I want to share, but before I do that, I want you to also tell the story about your boys answered prayer with their baseball. Yeah. So one thing that was really cool about our house selling and then about this baseball story is that a few months before we put our house in the market, I started this new tradition with our kids where we would just sit in a circle quickly every morning. Each person gets a post-it note and we write whatever they want to pray about. We date it and then we keep the post-it notes so we can track the answered prayers. Yeah. It's been really powerful. Yeah. And they come up with the most incredible things to pray about, um, whether it's one of their aunties having a baby or uh, their neighbor friend who got hurt on his bike or you know all these things. Right. But one of the recurring prayers was from our five-year-old Wilder, and he was praying that we would get to play, he would get to play baseball this year. Yeah. Because with COVID, all baseball had been canceled. Yeah. And so for many, many weeks, he was laying his uniform out on his little couch every night in his room, just in case his coach called. I can't even handle that. I know. It was Ah. like ripping my mommy heart out. And he would say, is the virus over? Are we going to play baseball? And then the next morning, he would pray again. And, and in again. our adult minds and knowing again. like, no, it's canceled. Right. But you're not going to tell him that. You can't tell right. him that. Exactly. And he just kept praying. He was so just straightforward and vulnerable about it. Like, God, I really want to play baseball. Help the virus leave. And <laughs> um, literally, I think like one day before we moved, we got the email that they're playing baseball this summer. My goodness. And it was like... <laughs> The dancing, they were in my mom's pool and they jumped out and started hugging her. She was fully clothed and started hugging her and singing and dancing. It was the cutest thing. I love it. That they're going to play baseball. So I just felt it was so cool because then the other prayer he prayed was that our house would sell Mm. and our kids would rotate that prayer. And so it was so cool to see the Lord show a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and a three-year-old, now four-year-old at the time, like, hey, you prayed so diligently about your home and yeah. it sold, and yeah. you prayed so diligently yeah. about baseball and you will play. Yeah. And, and I it, just wasn't, it was so cool. It's, that's amazing. And 
part, this is partly what I want to talk about because you were struggling with your own, like, God, where's my answered prayer? You know, and they were walking through with you, maybe not understanding it fully, but it wasn't, you didn't get an answered prayer. It's not a microwave no. answer. No. It's not like, boom, you get it right away. I mean, in this, sometimes you do, yeah. but in this case, you guys had to wait a yeah. while for this answered prayer. You know, the boys had to wait a while yeah. with really what seemed like no hope except for their prayers yep. to find out that they get to play baseball. So I love this from Isaiah 65. The Lord is is talking through Isaiah to his people and he says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. Wow. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that did not call on my name. All day long, I opened my arms to a rebellious people, but they follow their own evil paths and their own crooked schemes. And it, it goes on. And then I want to skip down to verse 24, um, where it says, I will answer them before they even call to me. Wow. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Mm. And I want to follow that up with a story from Daniel. When he was praying fervently for an answer from the Lord, he was being so diligent, just like you were mm-hmm. being, and it wasn't coming and it wasn't coming and it wasn't coming. And, and I'm sure he was like, what is going on? Like I've done all the right things. Yeah. I've rejected the, the King's way. I've, I've not eaten the King's meat. Like I've done all these things the way that I'm supposed to do them. And finally the angel of the Lord comes to him and he says, Daniel, I was held up mm-hmm. in the heavenly realms because I was battling a demonic force yep. that wanted to take you out. I was battling him. He was trying to keep me from getting to you. Yeah. The second you prayed, God sent the answer. Yep. Like right away. Yeah. But there was this battle in the heavenly realms. And I, I believe that's what happened with you. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage people, like the the minute you pray, God yeah. hears your prayers. Even before you stop talking, yes. he sends the answer. We, where we have to, to work is our our willingness to sit and wait on him, knowing that he's already fighting for us. Yes. That there might be a demonic force that's going, nope, I don't want them to get that answer because that's going to bring glory to God. Yep. And that's why the devil doesn't want an answer because, you know, he knows his faithful people will say like, this is God did this. That's right. So just to encourage you, like the Lord is ready to answer. He's there. He's saying, here I am, here I am, here I am. But you have to call out to him. Yep. And I love that you were doing that and that your children were doing that. And you had the pains in the waiting. Yep. And you had the doubt in the waiting, yep. but you stayed true to know that God is faithful. And now you get to see the goodness of God yep. and your children get to see that yep. and what, what glory it brings to him. And it was so powerful for them to experience happen to persist in prayer. Yeah. You know, for both of those things, for yeah. a house and for baseball. Yeah. I so, love it. so I think good. too, just to encourage you, if you're experiencing those doubts, it's okay to speak it out to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think I struggled through them for a few days before I went, I need to talk to my husband about this, mm-hmm. you know, and I voiced him to him. I mm-hmm. said, I'm really, this is where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like, he was encouraging in the moment, but then he processed it for a couple of days and he came back to me and he said, you know, I just feel like, he said, I really feel like our buyer is just around the corner mm-hmm. and that God's going to show you that you are seen. Mm-hmm. And, and he was right. Within mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. we had an offer. Yeah. And yeah, so just, it's okay yeah, to speak it, it out. Yeah. Don't battle it alone. Yeah. You know, cause that's, 
uh, a lot of lies happen in isolation Yeah, where you can believe like, yeah. man, God is not for mm-hmm. me. Like he yeah. is silent. Like he has turned his back, you know, and right. that's when other people go, oh, no, 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 he has Let not. Let me remind you. Yeah. 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 That's really so. good. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I know that's going to encourage someone a lot today. Probably someone's going through something right now that they're like, God, where are you? And yeah. they just, they need to know that they're not alone. Yep. So, yeah. So thanks for listening, friends. We're glad that you do. Please jump over to wherever you listen, leave a review, give us a rating simply so that others can find this podcast. And we will look forward to chatting with you next time.